You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al Jerry. Well, how do you say we do one more podcast before the end of the year? Because this is it for us until oh. January 2nd. Oh, we're done after this. We are done after this, though. It means you've got two weeks to download all the podcasts from the year and grab a listen. Yeah, I would try to listen back to back to all of them, 300 of them or so. I don't think it's, well, you might be actually. Oh. It's They're terrific. They I wish terrific. I could star a couple of them for you and say, if you only have time to do these, but but I don't keep track of those things. Right. The good ones from the bad ones. I hope you're ready to talk. My throat's killing me. I am, Jerry. You are not doing well today, but you came in. Craig was out sick. People think it's Fugazi because he took, uh, whenever you take a sick day before a lengthy vacation, uh, people think it's fake. And if I may lay out for you, Jerry, the vacation here. So uh, tomorrow it's Melusis and Kim Jones. Right. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Boomer is back with Chris Sims. Friday, it's Melusis and Jones. And then all next week, Melusis and Jones, the Boomer and Carton Show back fully uh, January 2nd. You know what's funny about that is we're coming in January 2nd, and I don't mind. It's Monday. Who cares? Why not? But it's funny because one of the big reasons for coming back on Monday was the Black Monday and all the firings. By the time we get to that point, everybody might have been fired already. Yes, everyone will be fired because as the coach for the uh, Jaguars, the GM said he wanted the coach to enjoy Christmas. Gus Bradley. So fire him now. It'd be like if you were fired here from FAN, you could enjoy your Christmas at least. uh, Yes, but I think it's more than that. (laughs) I would think if you believed you were going to be fired and right. didn't know, you'd rather know. Like, if I thought there was a chance I could be fired in three weeks. Like, if you heard a lot of rumblings. You're right. Just tell me now. I've always said that to Boomer and Craig. When you've had enough of me, do me a favor. Just tell me. Like, if me, Boomer, and Craig were talking behind your back, like, mm, it's time to get Jerry out of right. here. Right. You'd rather, you, rather know. I'd rather you come to me and tell me, and I'll leave. Okay. Just give me, literally, give me a couple weeks to go get myself, uh, get another job or something. I would say give me five years notice. Five and years. then that will give me time to look and find something that I'm going to enjoy. Five years. Yeah, five years. What year do you notice. do in the meantime in the five years? What do I do in You're the... You're still going to come to work? Yeah, I still come to work. That would be awkward. But we just know that, listen, in five years... And you know they don't want you here. Right. Yeah, that would be weird. That could be awkward. Yeah, a little bit. Jerry, you know this is the time of year when uh, packages get stolen. Uh, you know, people uh, do a lot of online shopping. Yes. By the way, I've been to the malls. They're not even crowded anymore. Everyone's shopping online. A lot of people online, yes. On the internet. and uh, But when, when the packages are being left on porches, people are stealing them. I we've, believe it. We've done stories we all have. along this holiday season of uh, neighborhoods where a lot of packages are getting stolen. People are uh, packaging up dog poop in hopes that people will steal that. Yes. Well, I'll take you to Clearwater, Florida 
where thieves stole packages off a of Hulk Hogan's front porch. Hulk Hogan? Yeah, that's right. If you're Hulk Hogan, aren't mm-hmm. you in a gated community? Evidently not. <laughs> People know where he lives and they could just walk right up to his porch? That's right. You know, I lived in the Clearwater area. We used to, uh, it was exciting to drive by Hulk Hogan's house. And you we'd say, where it was. Yeah, yeah. Really? We'd say that's where Hulk Hogan's house is. How about that? So it's yeah. a pretty much well-known. It's a lived. well-known, and uh, strangely, I don't think it is in a gated community. Huh. Hulkamania, Jerry. Now, Hulkamania would run wild on you if you stole his packages. Yeah, I would think he'd kick your ass if he found you. Well, he does the leg drop. Like, he would knock you down, body slam you, then do the Hogan leg drop on you and take his packages back. Right. Do you think Macho Man Savage, anyone ever stole his packages? Hasn't he passed away? Well, he's passed, so I'm not saying currently this Christmas. I'm just saying in the past. I get the sense Randy Macho Man Savage was in a gated community. Probably. I got to be honest with you. I was making $19,000 a year, and and I was in a gated community. So what is Hulk Hogan doing I don't know, because they're all over the place in Florida. Yeah. And how about this? Uh, Video surveillance shows a vehicle with four women pulled into the driveway. I thought this was a man crime. So four women were the ones doing it? Four women. Maybe it was a sorority uh, thing. Like a, hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was in Clearwater. They went right up his driveway. Did you like living in in Clearwater? Uh, I did. And this never happened to you? Uh, Stolen packages? Yeah. No. Although I don't recall back then, I'm not sure the internet was even selling things when I lived there. No, but we would do phone orders. Oh, phone orders, Absolutely. Oh, right. Remember, we used to get the CDs come to our house every month. Yes. That was what I always worried about when I ordered the CDs because you'd always get the first 13 for a penny. Yes. And I was always wonder. I was always, was always worried because I would use them under different names a couple of times. Right. You were trying to scam Columbia House? I wasn't scamming anybody. They oh. made their money well back. Oh, they did. Back, yes. But I was always concerned that they wouldn't be there when they said that they were delivered because you're talking 13 CDs for like nothing. I always felt like those CDs that I got for free were inferior quality. I don't know if they were or they weren't, but I'll tell you this. You, it's very difficult to sell them because they always had, there was a BMI or BMG or BMG. whatever. The BMG symbol on the back instead of the barcode. So very difficult to sell, actually. And they used a hole punch to punch a hole in the barcode so you couldn't scan it either. See that? Look at you. But I had like a Squeeze Greatest Hits uh, CD, and that thing was muffled. And I know that they, they sent the muffled CDs to so Columbia I never, House. I don't think I ever had that happen. And all the CDs I got from them, I don't think so. Hmm. Jerry, I have another holiday package story for you. This is Oceanside, New York, in the listening area. Joel Berman, a 60-year-old gentleman, opened up his UPS package. He was hoping to, uh, how about this? This dude's 60. He was opening his UPS package in front of his wife and six-year-old, oh, granddaughter. I thought it was going to say six-year-old daughter. I was going to say, this guy's. Well, Mick Jagger just had a kid. He's 79. Yeah, but this guy's living in Oceanside. He's not Mick Jagger. Right. So he uh, was expecting a Fisher-Price toy airplane that he had ordered for his uh, grandkid. Okay. And got a, opened it up and uh, got an assault rifle. Well, that's unfortunate. That was a miss, a bad job packaging. Yeah, my, I would say so. My sister had a similar situation she this year. She got an assault rifle in the mail? No, no. She ordered a dog toy and they sent her a small instead of a large. So I know kind of... really not quite the I same kinda thing. I kind of can feel what this guy's feeling right now because she was telling me her disappointment in that. <laughs> She has a, a large of a medium. She has a large dog, Jerry, and she needed a large right. like chew toy. Yeah. And they sent her small. I would say a better comparison would be, you know, someone ordered a gift basket and instead they got a dildo in the mail. Oh. 
That's probably a better comparison than the size just being wrong. Okay, that sounds more like it. Did you see the story of the uh, person who was being robbed and it was a, a sex toy store? No, I did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. they were throwing they were throwing the vibrators at the guy. Yeah, the uh, the person behind the counter store dildos. Way, why the, are you robbing that type of place? A dildo store? What are you doing? How much money do they possibly have in the register? Well, here's what I was thinking just now as you're saying that. Robbers love to rob cash businesses. Okay. So in other words, you're going to run the 7-Eleven, you're going to pay cash, because what are you getting? A couple things. No one wants dildo store <laughs> on their credit card statement. So that's probably all cash. That's a smart robber. I guess if you put it that way. Yeah. I guess that makes some sense. Yep. Cash <laughs> no business. No one dildo store on their no. credit card. What is this charge for the dildo store? <laughs> they always try to do a, um, like a non-descriptive explanation on your credit card yes like when you would buy pornography okay it would say like uh you know they'd come out with some generic term for the business so that you didn't get was like a caught. doing business as or something like yeah. that yeah you've had experience i have this. a lot no i mean no one's looking well, how at do my, you know well I, i've seen things how? but no one's no one's Who's looking. showing you their credit card statements <laughs> <laughs> no no sometimes you'll see online it'll I've say i've never seen anyone else's credit card statement <laughs> no, no. except my own right but sometimes it'll say online. Online where? On these websites. Like what? Like if you were to become a member of Pornhub, say. <laughs> <laughs> it would say, shows up as your credit card as like video fun instead of, you know, Pornhub. Right. I guess. Okay. So that's what the uh, dildo store would need to have. <laughs> Those were very popular. Dillweed one. <laughs> it's funny when you see them now. Uh, still in existence. Like, before the internet, that's where people what, bought... dildo stores? Yeah. That's where people bought their dildos and pornography, adult <laughs> bookstores. Yeah. Well, you had to buy it somewhere. Hold on, time out a second. Video... St- wait, hold on. I'm back up. You're saying adult stores... Yes. Was the was where people got those from in their videos? And they yes. just go into the random easy video or Blockbuster and they have the uh, the adult section in Blockbuster the Blockbuster did not. The mom and pop stores had an adult section. They did. But they didn't sell dildos as well. Right. But adult bookstores that evidently sold adult books, magazines, videos, they would sell the sex toys as well. My question is now, why wouldn't you just order that online? Yeah, I don't know how they stay open. Although I guess, again, you know, you get a package delivered and someone steals it off your front porch. And look what you got. Now you got, or you have now nothing, or your significant other finds your dildo package. <laughs> I opened this. I thought it was for me. It's your dildos. <laughs> what are you doing with these? That's you have funny. a hearty laugh today, Jerry. Uh, I like my, it. My chest is killing Oh, it me, hurts. Dude. Your chest hurts. I think it's fair to say I'm not coming in tomorrow. All right. You're going to be out tomorrow? There's a place in, in, um, in a wall. Yes. I think it's called the Classic Boutique. <laughs> I think that's the name of it. It's a, a porno store? Yes. Have you ever, have you seen it? You know where the flea market is on Route 34? Um, see, I would think you know where this is now because you're kind of down that area, down that way sometimes. Sounds like a seedy neighborhood, Jerry. It's not, though. But there's Is that this, on a main highway? There's this standalone, yes, there's this standalone building. There's no windows. It's your classic, <laughs> you know, what it is. And I remember when I was, in a, I was a freshman in college, I went and played golf with a friend of mine. And we're driving back, and he's like, I just got to make a stop. I'm like, okay. So he pulls into this parking lot. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I was going to go in and uh, grab a couple of things. I'm like, dude, this isn't Pathmark. What do you mean grab a couple of things? This place is, like, gross. So he goes in, half hour goes by. And you're in the parking lot. What is he doing? 
So I go in, I'm looking for him, and I describe him to the guy behind the counter. He's like, oh, he's in booth number seven. I'm like, oh, all right, boots. I'm out of here. So I went in the car. We didn't speak the rest, on the rest of the drive home, and I didn't speak to him for about two weeks. I have another, never what a weirdo. done a booth. That seems very Gross. low level, yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. You don't want to know. There used to be a place on Route 1 in Jersey near where I lived called the Play Bu- the Playtime Boutique. Okay. That had no windows also. It looked scary from the use of major road. I guess they have to look that way. But the way. problem is like the Playtime Boutique and maybe this place you're talking about, and they're on main roads. Yes, on highways. And meanwhile, you could see whose car is in the parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you've got a distinguishable car, right. people know you're there. Or like what if your license plate was... Jerry. <laughs> right, well, then it's be like, not. I think I saw Jerry in the Playtime <laughs> Boutique parking lot. Speaking hmm. of Jerry, I saw the Seinfeld one this weekend with the um, the valet stunk up the car. Yes. <laughs> and they couldn't get the odor out of the car. That's actually very funny. <laughs> I know a lot of them are, but... They're uh, all solid, Jerry. All solid. All solid, Jerry. And let me give you a quick one here before you run and do an update, and I edit this, and it sounds like we didn't right. edit this together, and it's all live. Uh, two brothers are rowing across the Atlantic. Like rowing. Naked. What? They're naked. Why? Uh, well, they say when you have clothing on, the clothing irritates your skin, and that's how you get blisters. If you row naked, there's nothing rubbing, no blisters. But this is in front of your brother, you're naked. This is kind of weird. Two brothers. Did you and Craig ever row naked together? I would not, no. John and Kurt Schwartz. They Schwartz. began their 3,000-mile journey this week. By the way, this is not going to end well. Uh, nude uh, rowing? <laughs> 3,000 miles in the middle of winter? They set out from the Canary Islands on a 24-foot uh, boat, and they're rowing naked. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to do with this story other than good luck. Good luck to uh, the Schwartz brothers. <laughs> yes. Did you ever read that Jeff Schwartz book? You were going to do a book review? <laughs> no. No, it's not. These are different Schwartz. No, I didn't. I got through one chapter. You did? Yes. And you weren't The one chapter was very good. It was good. And then I, 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 I didn't do so it. So you might go back to it during the holiday Probably break. Probably not. I have oh. the Joe Buck book now. Oh, okay. You're going to read that, that one page. <laughs> I see. How's that going? I've started. Right. I've got to tell you, at least I'm trying. You have to start somewhere. <laughs> yes. Every journey begins with a step. Oh, shut up. Jerry, I didn't want to uh, do one final podcast for the year of 2016 without finishing up with one penis story. Okay, let's go for it. Since 2016 was the year of the penis story on this podcast, (laughs) hopefully we change it up next year and do some smarter stories, get a little more mature. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Probably not. Uh, New research suggests monogamy. Now, Jerry, monogamy means... That one woman? One sexual partner. Right. Staying monogamous. Research is suggesting that monogamy, monogamy killed the penis bone in humans. Huh? That as that humans used to have, you know, a lot of animals have a bone in their penis, like a penis bone. It looks like a bone. Look, yeah, no, I see it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, in humans, I don't know if you're aware of this, we do not have a bone. It's cartilage. That's why you have the boner. Right, but boner. <laughs> came from back in the day when we had bones. So really, when a guy's erect, he really doesn't have a boner. Right. He just is erect. Right. That's just blood, blood flowing. Filling up. So then why do we call it a boner? Because we used to have bones. Why don't we change that? And supposedly we don't have the... Well, we can't add bones to ourselves, so we can change it. 
But this research is suggesting that when we had to compete with all the other uh, men who were also vying for the various women species attention, that we needed uh, bones in our penises in order to perform better. Boneless. Boneless. No, now we're boneless. <laughs> we used to be bones. Now we're boneless. You never hear, though, like, you know, you'll hear, like, a family in New Jersey found a dinosaur bone. But you'll no never... No one's ever found a penis bone? Exactly. Because <laughs> it probably gets mistaken for another bone. By the way, how much do we, like, even agree that what they found is what they say it is? Uh, dinosaur bones? Yeah, like I saw one the other day. They found, a, the like, a, a bone of a caveman from right. four billion years ago. Yeah, how, how do we know that? Yeah, I'm with you. How is that someone that just died 75 years ago and their bones just kind of... Right. You know, I don't get it. Right, or like some family in Fort Lee will be putting in a... Uh, a pool. Like, yeah, a pool or a swing set. They'll be like, this is the arrow from an Indian. <laughs> uh, says who? That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm with you. My father got excited one time when we were putting a pool in our in our home in Colonia. With a, he uncovered an old Coke bottle. Wow. <laughs> was it, like, open? Uh, no, it was empty. It was empty. But it was like an old From like Coke the 1920s. So he Something. Was into it. So he was excited. He, got, he pulled it out. He was uh, washing it off. You still have it? Uh, we uh, Up until, I don't know, they moved a number a couple of years ago. I don't know if the if the old Coke bottle made the move because they were throwing a lot sure. of things out. Yep. Downsizing Jerry as they got older. So um, we did have it in the washroom for the longest time. Very proudly displayed. That's kind of cool. History, Al. There's an old Coke bottle. That's that's history, though. And now if people dug up the yard in Colonia where we were at, they wouldn't find uh, dinosaur bones. A but pet? Uh, yeah, a cockatiel. No, a poor cock- a cockatiel. Cockatiel. It's a bird. Yeah. Do Talking they even have little... bones? No, they do, actually. Not they must many. be so thin, though. They must yes. disintegrate so quickly. Some might think it's a, a penis bone. Right. They, we've discovered a penis bone in Colonia, New Jersey. Wait, it is a cockatiel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's a bird. <laughs> it's not a penis bone. Jerry, there's a gentleman in the studio here. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, I have noticed because he's taken a lot of pictures of you. Oh, and he had a, a boring hat on. Yeah, that too. Uh, his name is Eddie Mush. He's up, the Eddie? only guy that comes to uh, my appearances when I do appearances. <laughs> So he's a stalker. Not a stalker. He comes to my appearances when no one else shows up. So, so it looks friend. good to the client, Jerry. Good. I'm like, thank God Eddie Mush is here. He's prepared a um, Twas the Night Before Christmas uh, poem or something about me, so I thought I would bring him in. Hi, Eddie. Hello, Al. Have you met Jerry? So this is very self-serving for you. Yes. Got well, he wanted, to re- he wanted me to read it, but I thought that would be very self-serving. Got it. Uh, and he did one last year, which I read on Al's Boring Podcast. But it was more of a tale of like uh, like Chris Russo was in it. Yeah. It was more of a fantasy tale, Jerry. Got it. This one I've not previewed. And I told him he could come in and do it live. I thought you would allow that. I'm ready. I don't, uh, Gina thought I should have run that by you first. Oh, I don't care. You know, I said, Jerry's, you know, should've very relaxed. first. I'm good, man. I'm ready to hear it. You're good. All right. Well, we'll uh, throw it to uh, Eddie Mush. We on? Yeah, go ahead, Eddie, whenever you're ready to perform the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. All right, let's go. Twas the night before Christmas. Another year's passed, and that bald single man is now dating at last. Spring Lake on the weekends, basking ridge for the week. What gullible gal could be dating this geek? No matter the setting, she sure is a catch. Did he meet her on Twitter, or did he meet her on Match? In spite of the way of how a couple meets... You can see them on Instagram or at Al's Boring Tweets. He's still kind of awkward and scared of a mouse, but at least on the weekends, he's leaving his house. 
He's a popular fellow on the social media stage, yet still not that famous for a Wikipedia page. True. Up at 2.30 in the morning and in bed by 9. It's been over three years since he's posted a Vine. His job may seem like it's glamour and glitter, and you can fill City Field with his followers on Twitter. Nice. He was making appearances at places on Long Island. He's worried that a stalker will show up and be violent. Is it worse if he backs down and appears to be weak, or being walked in on while he's taking a leak? <laughs> From Italy to Utah, he's boring and dull. How do you penetrate a hard-headed skull? With his blue skinny jeans and three-day-old beard, with his quirks and his oddities, he's so very weird. With his girlfriend beside him, will he soon buy a ring? At the wedding, he'll charm her with a song that he'll sing. Will he sing a Bruce Springsteen on a wedding date in June? Will it be beat Tom Brady or a Jimmy Buffett tune? From Johnny Cash to June, from Jay-Z to Beyonce, they will have nothing on your lovely fiancé. Will you grow old and be lonely for the rest of your life, or will your beautiful girl be your beautiful wife? Let's stop with the pressure. I know he gets nervous. He's a really good guy, and he doesn't deserve this. If he's ready to marry, then maybe he'll sing, and maybe this time he won't return the ring. A professor and a producer. One's friendly, one's boring. But there's one little fact that we all keep ignoring. They say opposites attract, and love knows no distance. And exit 98 is his path of least resistance. A fantastic couple known as Gina and Al. After 10,000 emails, am I considered your pal? Invite me to the wedding. I'm not like the callers, and I won't be like you and give $35. So to my buddy who's referred to as the quirky Al Hughes and the gal who came along and knocked you out of your shoes, may your wedding day be one and your anniversaries many. And when it comes to bad times, may you never have any. So Merry Christmas and New Year's. We'll see how this goes. You threw four interceptions, but hit this on the nose. I wish you the best, whatever you choose. Good luck to my buddy, the quirky Al Hughes. Wow, look at that. Hope you're planning on getting married soon. (laughs) What do you mean, Jerry? (laughs) Ran this past her first. Now, how long did that take to write? Uh, I put it together in a few days, but a few days to make sure that the it flowed rhymes, good. Yeah, the flowed. Good. I enjoyed I mean, it. Tried to keep it, you know, truthful. I think it's a nice uh, lead off to the holiday season. Now, Jerry, you say you're off. Now, do you have Rutgers games during this break? Yes, Seton break Hall of the on Friday, and then we go to Wisconsin on Tuesday. Wisconsin, they do. Uh, is it, it's a wintry there. Yes, it's wintry. It's very cold. Now, will you be near Lambeau Field? No, I'm in Madison. I know you like to tour historic stadiums when you go to these. I will these. not be going anywhere except because I've got Cowboys-Lions on Monday night, so I'm not traveling with the team. I'm traveling Tuesday morning right to the team hotel, get on the bus, go to the game, and then fly right back home. So I'm flying twice in one day. Awesome. Nice. Not nice. Awful. Oh, not nice. No, that stinks. Morning and night drive flying. Ugh. Not good. All right, Jerry, are you going anywhere on vacation? No. Will we see you? I'm going to the doctor in about okay. two hours. Is that, um, you have that pre-planned already? Yes, I planned that months ago. Oh, you scheduled no, I called that? this morning. Oh, the doctor. I'm going there You're a big o'clock. walk-in clinic guy. You love Only a walk-in clinic. Well, I did that this weekend because I felt horrendous and I didn't want to let it go. Now I'm going to see my regular doctor who's there today. I feel like... The best doctors are probably not at walking. I agree. I totally agree. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have pneumonia. Right. That's all. Fair enough. So Now you you're going to go to a real doctor. You have a great couple of weeks. Thank you, Jerry. We probably will not speak until January 2nd. I'll probably text you something, like if I see a rat story or something, or a Perhaps. penis story, I'll Perhaps. forward it to you. But that's about it. We won't talk. We won't all see right. each other. And um, none of us will speak, actually. Probably not. So I'll see you on the second. Will any of us check in on Craig to see if he's feeling not well? Not a chance, because no one thinks he's sick. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's already landed in Bora Bora. So why would you check on someone's health if they're right. well anyway? That or maybe he rented the island of Belize for right. the next couple of weeks. 
I'd love to go to Belize. I'm sorry, someone's rented it. <laughs> There's no flights available. It's just someone That's has it. rented it out. We've closed the island. Like it's a hole. <laughs> By the way, that's more believable. That is very believable. Right. Hmm. So, no, I don't think anybody will check up on him. All right, Jerry. And then he'll yell at us for not checking up on him. Right. <laughs> He's got this ridiculous tan when he comes back. I'm going to try to remember to check up on him. You're going to try to remember. I might send him a text later today hmm. if I remember. I could beat you to it and do it right now. How are you feeling? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Son of a bitch, I came in sick and you didn't. (laughs) The show was not the same without you. That's a good text. I won't write that. Oh, you will not. Because that's insulting to Boomer. Oh, okay. That's true. Although it's still different, but I still wouldn't write that. All right, have a great couple weeks. All right, Jerry, we'll see you on January 2nd, uh, Monday. See you? See you? Eddie Mush, do a see ya. Eddie Mush, do a quick see ya. See ya. There you go. No, you got to do it like, see ya. See ya. <laughs> no, we'll take it. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Well, good morning, uh, Monday morning, Al. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. And we will have no Carton today. He uh, called out sick. He has 104 fever. 104 means he's close to death. Yeah, close to death. So it'll be solo Boomer today. I was at 102 yesterday. Fever-wise? Yes, not 104. Let me ask you this. Were you guys hanging out together not yesterday? Not even close. Oh, you weren't with no, him. No, he doesn't call he Never. doesn't call you ever. Never. Never he, once. He did call me to tell me that he had 104 fever. Fugazis. Then, <laughs> then asked me what he if he should come in. I'm thinking that he's not buying it. Fugazis. <laughs> well, anytime um, a fever comes on the heels of a extended vacation, people Doesn't always look think. look great. But uh, I think he was probably. I, I, I'm, I believe And you're him. still going to get on your plane and go wherever you're going. I, I believe he is ill and uh, he'll return. Uh, did you speak to him or was I it did text speak messaging? To him. Although, in fairness, his voice always sounds like he's ill on the telephone. It's, it's very, very hard to understand on the phone. And he, it's we, very gravelly. And he's going to miss a Monday morning where you had the jet disaster on Saturday night, another one, the Sheldon Richardson stuff, and a giant win as they are now 10-4. and four. Yes, and the Giants today will clinch a playoff spot Thursday if they're able to beat the Eagles in Philly for Thursday night football. And I heard a lot of Giants in the locker room actually excited to play Thursday night. Yeah, I think even Beckham said, I want to keep playing now. Yeah, we're so on a roll now. Go. Yeah, I mean, if you look at them, they've been great. I mean, you can say what you want about the offense, but they're putting enough points on the board. The defense has been good. And yesterday, you know, I never know when you talk about fumbles, if the defense is forcing the fumbles or it's just ball security. But they get the big fumble uh, in the second quarter. They get the interception in the end zone. They made two huge plays they had to make. And then uh, DRC made a great uh, tackle where he ran down. I forget who the, which uh, receiver on the lines uh, beat him initially. I think it was maybe Golden Tate. And then he chased them down, and then a play or two later is when they got the forced fumble. Which that ball, too, as it was coming out of the running back's hand, uh, Golden Tate looked like he was going to try to push the running back forward right. to help him. And meanwhile, the ball was right on his hip, and he let it go by, and the Giants recovered that, Jerry. And that's the way it goes for the Lions, who were playing really good football up until yesterday. And so the Giants are that close down to the playoffs, and they can taste it. And then I see Janoris Jenkins, so he went out with an injury, and they said he's going to do further tests on to see if he has internal organ damage. That sounds like a disaster. Yeah, yes, that internal, sounds like that hurts a lot. That sounds like you injured your liver. Yeah, it's possible. Well, you take a shot. A liver in injury? Sleep. Back in 2000, Kidney? I was doing Giants pre and post in 2004 for this radio station, and the Cowboy-Giant game was the last game of the regular season, I think. Maybe it was the second to last game. And it was the one time I went down in the first half to watch the game on the sidelines. I always stood up in the press box. And it was just to kind of get the feel for the speed of the game. 
I could not believe, A, how big these guys are, up close and personal with the equipment on, and B, how fast and how hard-hitting the game actually is. It's like we watch it on TV, and it's almost like a Madden game because, I mean, the graphics of Madden is what it is now, and you, it's like it's not even real. You go down there and watch it that close. The sideline. Yeah, on the sideline. On the sideline. Yeah. You see a lot more up close, you were saying, Jerry, on the sideline? Yes, exactly. I think if I had an internal organ injury from football, I'd be like, yeah, I might retire. It might be time. I don't know how it doesn't happen to more people. If it's rattling my kidneys around. (laughs) Yeah, Golden Tate took a shot yesterday. And I wonder if those guys, like a wide receiver, when the quarterback puts the ball so you are stretching your entire body and exposing your ribs, and sure. the guy just drills you in the back. And these guys get up and play another down. I don't get it. I'd come back to the huddle. I'd be like, there was no need for you to throw that ball <laughs> three feet over my head. Hit me in the gut. I was open. You're going to go yell at your quarterback? <laughs> yes. And then I see Victor Cruz had another outstanding one-catch game, his usual one-catch. Catch, All right, Big but catch, one-catch. Touchdown. And probably is the last, uh, they're saying, home game Perhaps. as a giant because probably. he's owed like $16 million if uh, they keep him. Can always restructure. You and, never know. And he has his job taken from him by uh, a rookie. You never know. You never know, though, you right, Jerry? You never know. I would not say it's his last game just yet. You would not say that. No, because, we're, you know, what is he going to get on the open market? You wouldn't think a whole lot. So if right. you're comfortable here and there's a spot for you, you I'm sure they could figure something out if the two sides wanted it to work. Now, Jerry, do you have a Snapchat I, like Sheldon Richardson? I don't even know what Snapchat is oh. except for the fact this video that I saw on Saturday night, Sunday morning with Sheldon Richardson. I mean, what is this guy doing? What is he doing? Well, Snapchat, Jerry, the younger uh, generation loves Snapchat. That's where you put out quick videos and photos, and then they sure. disappear after uh, a day or something. This didn't disappear fast enough. For oh, him. it didn't. They, someone captured oh, that. Oh, they captured it and put it all over Twitter. So this was in the locker room before the game. Yep. He was looking for uh, ladies of the evening. Of some sort. <laughs> well said, yes. Yes, he, and he didn't seem to have much interest in what he was mumbling in playing the game. Well, it's interesting because Rich Semini apparently rewound it a hundred times and listened to it, and he said he's not saying bleep this game. Instead, he's saying bleep this guy. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's doing, but you know what does show is a complete lack of focus, and then they go out and get waxed by the Dolphins, who basically mock them for, hey, we took over this stadium in this town tonight. Yeah, and as bad as like we know the Jet offense is, their defense was always supposed to be good. Bowles, a defensive guy. Nah. Four touchdowns to Matt Moore. Matt Moore. Guys haven't played in three I years. Know. I know. Really something. So I've never thought the Todd Bowles' job was in jeopardy, but a couple of these losses down the stretch, my God. And it also goes to show the Jets should have done anything they could have to trade Richardson at the deadline. And I know they had an offer or there was an offer out. They might have had to accept it less just to get him out. You know, addition by subtraction. It bugged me. Even a couple of years ago when he first got here, he was, like, not a great guy, right? Well, he's not with the media. He's not the most friendly. I'll say that. Yeah, and I remember, like, for Christmas a couple of years ago, my nephew wanted a Sheldon Richardson And you jersey. refused. No, I, unfortunately, I did it. And oh. the minute I did it, I was like, well, he's just a bad guy. Well, I don't know that he's a bad guy or not, but he's done some stupid things, and he's not very friendly. So take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Last night... A uh, quick one before we take a break. Last night, the Cowboys did beat the Bucks, and I'm not sure how many people were up to see it, but in the course of this game, very strange game, the Cowboys jumped all over Tampa with a 17-3 lead, and then in the second half, it was 17-6 at halftime. In the third quarter, Tampa puts together two drives that made them look like the Niners of the 80s. I mean, they got up and down the field in a blink, and before you knew what was going on, they had a 20-17 to lead. 
And then the Cowboys wound up winning the game with three field goals, 26-20. But in the course of this game, Jameis Winston at one point gets sacked, and I guess he was unhappy with the defenders or what happened. He headbutts, I think it was Justin Durant, I think, one of the Cowboy defense literally headbutts him. The official throws the flag for the 15 yards, and he goes berserk as if to say, what did I do wrong? It's like Ndamukong Sue. Remember when he's stomping on guys' faces on the ground, and then they throw the flag, and he's like, what? I didn't do anything. And then says he didn't do anything in the postgame. These guys forget that there are 7,000 cameras rolling on them. It's like in wrestling when a guy like does an illegal eye gouge and then looks at the ref like, what, do you, <laughs> what did you see? Isn't wrestling scripted? Oh, that's scripted. And then Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, uh, you saw him jump into the yes, uh, big Salvation Army pot. We did pot. see that. I think the biggest thing about that is he was surprised he got flagged. Right. What did he think was going to happen? Well, now, I thought Jason, it was part of the field. Jason Garrett made a very good point. I think it was Jason Garrett. He says, well, guys can jump into the sands at Lambeau, but we can't jump into the Salvation Army bucket in Dallas. No, you can't. I also think, as a somewhat closeted Cowboy fan, I don't like seeing guys, like, why jump into that and then you have to jump out of it? He didn't have That's any an injury waiting to happen, in Jerry. And out of it. In what way? Well, a guy falling into a giant Salvation Army pot. He's not going to get hurt. He's catching fine. his cleat on I'm the I'm telling you, you would love everybody to be put in like a shadow yes. box and just left alone. That I would love. Just play your game. Otherwise, stand to the side yes. and shut up. And by the way, how about the response from Dak Prescott with all the conversation? You know what his completion percentage was last night? Like 80%. 89%. 88.9. 89%. 32 of 36. Yeah, he looked good, too. He did look good. No, you know, it was weird. I noticed in the beginning of that game, when he would drop back, he was just standing there. Well, like, because the offensive line is really good. He had time to throw. Right, but he didn't even look like he was on Pre- his toes. Like well, he dropped just back and just stood there, flat-footed. Yes. He was For, surveying the land, Al. He was surveying the <laughs> land and had plenty of time. You're right. And he had a touchdown run in this game where it looked like the Red Sea parted. <laughs> Literally, he must have had 10 to 12 feet of space left to right where he could have just crawled into the end zone. Now, who do they have next? They have another primetime game next Monday night against the Lions, and then they finish up at Philadelphia. So, very interesting stuff. Quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Carton on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, Boomer and coming up at 6 o'clock. Craig is out sick. Quickly, Giants beat the Lions 17-6. to Cowboys over the Bucks last night, 26-20. to Redskins-Panthers tonight. Sixers beat the Nets 108-107. Rangers over the Devils in a shootout 3-2. And the Islanders lost again 6-2 to the Senators. Quickly, Al, a couple of others from the NFL The Texans came back and beat the Jaguars with Tom Savage at quarterback because Brock Osweiler stunk. Who I'd never heard of, and then I... Rutgers guy. Rutgers guy? Yes. And then I looked, he went to a couple colleges, that guy. Rutgers was one of his stops. And then he savaged... You're not just saying that. The Jaguars. Are you really doing that? Gus Bradley. Yeah, well, he got fired. I looked for that headline. No one him on the plane. No no one went to it. No No one went to the Gus Bradley savaged by Texans. That's a headline easily written, Jerry. How do you know it's not the headline? I, I, I Googled all over oh, the did. Jacksonville News. Nailed it. <laughs> so you should be a headline writer <laughs> yeah, is what you're saying. That would have been good. And then uh, Jeremy Hill of the uh, Bengals yes. uh, got himself a terrible towel yesterday and was doing all sorts of good things to it. And some of the Steelers says that that's bad luck for they him. That, shut up. that bad that, luck will now follow game? him. Where is that game? In Cincinnati. Get the towel out of my building. Oh, so you're in Jeremy Hill's. Yes. Now, if that's in Pittsburgh, I think you've got a right to be angry. Don't disrespect the towel in our building. Towel. You're in Cincinnati. Get that crap out of here. And if I'm Jeremy Hill, good for him. Now, they, of course, give away the game. The whole day they're winning, and the next thing you know, 
you know, Roethlisberger with the touchdown pass late. So it was a good day of football, and Boomer will discuss it coming up in about 30 seconds. And then how about the Patriots? Eight straight it's years of winning the we AFC. We have to play this. Great. All right, Eddie, I am dropping knowledge. Hey, yeah, it's your buddy Craig Carden from the Boomer and Carden Show.